What's up, guys? This is Joe. And this is Chrissy. And welcome to The Married Life. Uh, Our vision is to help build stronger marriages, to create stronger families, to form stronger communities. And today with us, we have Quan and Beth Porter. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up? Hello. Thanks for having us. Uh, Glad to have you guys on. All the way from Kansas City, right? Right. We pastor at a local church called Life Mission Church. It's actually in Olathe, Kansas, which is a suburb of Kansas City. We have a few campuses, and at our um, main campus, I'm the campus pastor. And then my wife and I also work in Freedom Ministry there. I'm um, the Freedom Ministry pastor as well. And so Freedom Ministry really is about once you receive salvation through Christ, everything from your past doesn't just vanish and go away. But as you walk out your relationship with the Lord, he brings you into greater places of freedom by delivering you from bondage from your past, from old patterns of behavior, ways of thinking, and just deliverance in general, so that you can walk out and be the person that God's created you to be. That's really cool. Uh, our sister-in-law, Mackenzie, she actually does um, some freedom counseling too, and so that's awesome that you guys are like the the freedom pastors at that church, uh, plus also the campus pastor. So you guys are wearing multiple hats, plus doing stuff with marriages, right, and families? That's right. Yeah, yeah, we actually um, have been really blessed to be able to do that. And, you know, obviously we see it, you know, that marriages, um, whether it's in the church or in the world, are really under an assault. We see lots of marriages ending in divorce and just people being separated. And so the fact that God's even blessed us to do anything that's a benefit to bring life into people's marriages is just humbling completely. Because especially where me and Beth come from, we didn't grow up in the church. We don't have this long history, you know, of always walking with the Lord, and He's just really done a miraculous work in our lives, and that's really a lot of where our story comes from. You know, if you wouldn't mind even going into that a little bit, because we have some listeners that aren't Christians, uh, we have some that are Christians, and so just even talking about, like, what did your life look like before, and where you're at now, and how long you guys have been married, or dating, your family, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so... We um, have been dating for 22 years, almost. It'll be 22 years in August, and we've been married for, um, it'll be 19 years in September. And so we have uh, three kiddos, two teenagers, so 16, 14, and then we have a seven-year-old. So we're kind of in the middle of teenage world and just elementary age. Yeah. Um, which is fun. So it keeps us on our toes. Yeah, and I bet then, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we actually, when Quan and I first met and were dating, I didn't know Jesus at all. Um, and Quan had received salvation, but wasn't really just walking fully with the Lord when we met. And uh, we lived together before we got married. And then um, after we got married, we actually, that's when we moved to Kansas City. And a friend of his that he had met through work had invited us out and invited us to church the next day. And so we ended up going and um, really just felt the presence of the Lord there and and um, really loved it. And we're like, oh, okay. And, and so we actually ended up going back the next weekend. And that's when I received salvation. And the Lord just was pulling on my heart. And um, I couldn't even explain. I just knew I needed him and went forward. And then that same day Quan received baptism of Holy Spirit and really that's just when our lives just started to change and we started just walking this this you know just path with the Lord and that's when he just started to change us so 
Wow. That is, that's awesome. And so when you guys ended up at the church, you guys obviously weren't just speaking into marriages then. Um, so how did that even like form and evolve to where you guys are now as campus pastors, freedom, marriage, family ministry? Yeah, it was, it's really just a testimony to God's faithfulness. And so I just, me and Beth really, um, we just want to encourage any person who's listening right now that it doesn't matter where you are right now and where you've been, because if you truly allow Jesus to come into your life and to surrender your heart and your 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 life to, to him and allow him to start leading you, he can take your mess and just create something beautiful out of it. You know, um, there was a big opportunity for me to walk into a cliche, but I avoided it, Joe. And so, um, <laughs> but we, you know, we really are a huge, huge testimony to the Lord because we didn't grow up in the church. So even like when we first came to know Jesus, I mean, honestly, man, like we were still dealing with lots of worldly stuff, you know, like we weren't going out and, you know, being crazy, but we just had a lot of of brokenness that we came from a lot of just wrong thinking a lot a lot of baggage you know and um it took a lot of time for us to really just learn the ways of god and to just he was very patient with us we surround ourselves with other people you know people like you guys that know the lord and that love him and and we as we just spent time with these people we started to really see there's so much different there was so much more that we just didn't have and so we wanted that we wanted that and so we started to just really say okay god how do we start to really change and to receive these things and it's just been a process over the years of again just humbling ourselves being teachable and allowing god to come in and do things that only he could do yeah i love that i mean that's a very similar story to joe and i where we were very broken. Like we grew up in the Catholic church and we went to a Catholic school. So we like, we had this like idea of God, but you know, it wasn't a relationship. And so, you know, his, his mom was there, you know, dragging us to church and speaking life into us. And we were just a crazy yeah. hot mess of teenagers. And I mean, it, it, it literally is. It's one instance in the presence of the Lord and he changes everything. And I think looking back on it now on where we were in those moments and how, you know, in that moment, I just knew that I needed Jesus. Joe and I weren't even dating. Like we were broken up. We were, it was crazy. And we found him separately. We found Jesus separately. And I didn't even realize at the time what he was even doing with our lives because I thought, you know, with this mindset of like, just a worldly mindset, like how could I even you know, how can I make a difference? How can I do anything? But God just like, he restores and he renews and he just, he brought us together, you know, and it made it better, way better than I could have even imagined our lives to be. And I just, I think that's so great that you guys have that similar story. Yeah. And I even think that goes into, as you're becoming a Christian, you know, as you become one and there's this sanctification process and it's like learning to really trust the Lord and like what we even said, like our past is like, wait, God, like, how could you set me up with this guy again? Because he's already screwed me over multiple times. Like he's a fool. Like I know who he is, you know, but when you're trusting in God and trusting that he does make 
all things new. And so would you guys hit on that a little bit? And like, what does that look like in your relationship and trusting in God, trusting him in your marriage, just trusting in him and what he has for your life? Yeah. So because Jeff and I had so much history, you know, and then again, lots of baggage that we brought into our marriage, even when we were Christians, even just a few years ago, we still had things that were wounds that, you know, um, could get touched at any moment. And then when that, when that thing, like, you know, if she would say something or do something that would touch something that was a, a sore spot for me from my past or whatever, man, it would bring up some, some issues. And so we would try to talk through it and all this. And so the Lord was just really bringing us into a place of saying, Hey, I want to really heal you. And in doing that, I want to heal your marriage. And if you started to do that enough, we started to recognize it because, you know, we would just start to see the, some of the same things happening over and over again that we just could not shake in our marriage. And we're like, okay, what's up? And so we just like, so I just started to say as the husband, like, Lord, speak to me, lead me. And he started to really do that and bring me into a place of greater just healing and freedom in myself. And then in that process, as I would have that happen, I'd have to go to Beth and be like, hey, I believe this is what the Lord is doing right now. And then she had a chance to either accept that and trust me and trust the Lord or just say, no, this is still just going to be what it's always been and just treat me the way that she's always treated me. And, you know, um, we're going to get into that a little bit more, Joe, but I just wanted to set this up a little bit by telling you guys there's a scripture in, um, in Luke chapter 5, and it's talking about Jesus when he is first approaching one of his disciples, and his one, this guy, Simon, he was later going to be called Peter. He was a fisherman, and he had been out fishing all night and hadn't caught anything. And uh, so Jesus shows up in the, in the morning, and it picks up right here in verse number verse number four. He says, Jesus was speaking to people, and he says, When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing, but I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish, and their nets began to break. And so just those three simple verses God used, <laughs> man, to speak so much to us because there were things that Beth and I were encountering that uh, he was basically like, like we were like that fisherman, each of us in different areas, you know. It was like we had been doing this, trying to trying to make it work, for years, but it was really when the Lord showed up and he, when we started to ask him specifically, he would tell me, Quan, here's what I want you to do, or he would just put something on my heart, and I, and I really felt like Simon, like, man, I've been doing this for a long time, and I've not been getting any results, but just like Simon in that scripture said, but if you tell me, then I'll do it again, and that's really the posture that I believe we have to have in marriage. It doesn't matter about the things that we're doing or not doing so much. Is is when the Lord shows up and He tells you to do something, just trust Him right now. In this right now moment, will you be willing to trust Him? Don't forget, you know, just forget about last night's empty catch, and just let down your net again. And I feel like that's really how we have to position ourselves if we want to see success. If we want to see God's blessing and favor show up in our marriage. Mm. I love that. Um, Beth, I want to kind of ask you a question just because I feel like I hear this a lot 
in counseling sessions or just, you know, people DM us and ask us questions as wives. So Quan came to you and said, you know, I feel like the Lord is doing this. And in that moment, you could have either brushed him off and said, you don't know what you're doing, but you chose to trust him. And I think a lot of women are very weary in, in whether their husband, you know, I mean, a lot of the times like the women get saved, you know, and they're bringing their kids to church. It's not all the time, but a lot of the time. And so when their husbands maybe get saved or they're trying to walk out this journey and then they have these moments and all the wives want their husbands to lead and do all this stuff. How did you in that moment when he came to you, what were your feelings and were there, was it excitement? Was it like, oh my gosh, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what did that look like for you? And how did you handle it in, in in your own brain? And then how did you actually walk that out? Yeah, well, I just even love that you asked that. Like, Quan and I are like over here laughing because that is our testimony that we even wanted to share because God did that in us. So Quan says like he was saved again on the 4th of July, when the Lord showed him something, um, that there was this bondage and this, this wound in him that the Lord revealed to him and broken him that day. And he said, you know, he'll, he can share it too, that he was saved again. And so he came to me that day. And this was like, you know, as I think in marriages, we can get these negative patterns and these negative ways of thinking in our marriages that we just kind of get stuck in and we just repeat it over and over again and that that was this area for Quan and I was the specific area where we were just this, this negative pattern and this negative way of thinking and that day the Lord broke it in Quan and showed him where it had come from and brought healing in him and so then when he came to me um and was telling me what the Lord had done in him I, at that moment, in my mind, had to choose to say, okay, I trust in the Lord. Like, I trust God, and I trust my husband is telling me the truth right now, that what happened is true. And honestly, just even how he brought it to me, there's, I couldn't deny that that was the Lord's doing and working in his life, and that it was really, he was really free that day from that. And so I had to choose, though, to say, okay. I'm trusting in God and I'm trusting in my husband and I'm going to walk this day forward as a new day and a new relationship with my husband. I cannot bring up things from the past. I cannot think about things from the past or the way that things used to be. And I have to walk it new out today because I mean, it's a couple different things. If I go back and live in the past, I'm going to just hurt him. First of all, I'm going to dishonor him and I'm going to be disrespectful to him because God did something in him that day. And that's going to just break trust if I don't walk forward with him new that day. And so I had to choose to do that as hard as it is because, you know, we, there's these wounds and these things and, and even the fact that things can come up because it's a process, right? Like we're walking this out with the Lord. And so, even if I knew that if things came up that looked similar to what we had walked out in the past, that I had to choose to say, no, I know that God is doing a work in him and not just be like, see, I knew that you weren't really changed. You know, look, look what you just did. 
because that would just hurt him and that would just honor him and that would just respect him. And so it's really just that trusting in the Lord and knowing that the Lord was doing that work in my husband and being obedient to God because the Lord was showing me that also. Yeah, that's really good, especially on the how you were even saying like it was a choice, you know, like we get to choose if we're going to hold on to something or if we're going to let it go. And you get to choose if you're going to, and yeah, and you get to choose if you're going to restart and okay, now I'm going, I'm going to start trusting again. I'm not just going to remember everything in the past, but I'm going to start right now and trusting that you are that person that I see God turning you into where I think a lot of times it's, it's just so much easier to look at the past than to look into the future. You know, the past has already happened. So it's easy to point that out versus speaking life into that future and what God has in store for your relationship. And I think it's even more of you weren't necessarily putting your trust in Quan. I mean, you had to trust that he had that encounter with the Lord, but you were saying like, Jesus, I trust that this is you. And if it's not, I still trust you. Like I still trust the Lord and you were just honoring your husband. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the beautiful thing about all this, guys, is I think that this, for me, gives me the most hope because I feel like so many times, you know, if you sit down with people and they want to talk about their marriage, they want, like, just tell me what to do. Like, people are looking for, what do I need to do? We want to fix this. What can I do? And I believe that all throughout Scripture, especially if you look in the Gospel of John, it's all about the work of God is to believe, is to have faith, is to trust Him. Yeah, that's you know, so and sometimes that's the hardest thing for us to do because it will be easier if we just could say, okay, every time I come home, I'm going to take out the trash and do the dishes and give my wife a kiss and tell her I love her. There's four things. If I just do those things, it's going to work. Right. But these more, in, you know, these uh, things that you can't see, these these intangibles. That's the real work of of faith. That's the real work of loving God and loving your spouse that I believe that's where God shows up. And you just got to trust that God is doing something new in your marriage today. If you seek him, he says that he will reward those who seek him. And so if you seek him for your marriage and say, God, will you make us new? And then you really invite him in and humble yourself. That's I cannot say that enough. I had to really humble myself because there were things that I thought I knew about my marriage. There were things that I thought I knew I wanted, things that I thought that I knew were right, things that I thought I knew this is how it should be. And I just had to humble myself and say, God, you just do this. I've been trying to do this my way, and I see where it's got me. So I want you to show me your way and make it new. And so when he tells you to do something that sounds similar to what you've done before, or even if if it's the exact same thing, you got to just know that, well, now that he's here, he's going to make it new. So it's not about the things that you do. It's about who's doing it with you. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, man. That is just so true because I think again, as, as a husband, whether husband, wife, um, you can get caught up in trying to do so much yourself that you forget to invite God into it. You know, you forget to ask like, all right, God, like, I'm trying to fix this, but really you need him to fix it because I can't change Chrissy. Chrissy can't change me, you know? And like we tell a lot of couples, we're like, focus on you and let God work on them. Yeah, That's right. That's right. And, you know, I found myself in this trap too, you guys, was that I was trying to do godly things, but do them my way. It's like, okay, God, I know that a marriage should be that I pray for my wife so that 
I, you know, like make sure that I'm reading the Bible and that, you know, we're in the word together. And so I try to even do godly things because I wanted a certain end. And I just want to, I just want to speak this out because man, that can, it seems like it's right. It seems like it's the right thing, but I was doing it because I wanted to get somewhere. I wanted my marriage to change or I wanted this to happen with my children. So therefore I'm going to do this. And I just believe that if you really want those things to change, then let go of what you think you want it to be and just seek God for who he is and allow him to bring whatever he wants to bring. Mm -hmm. And then you will see true life when you can let go of your expectations and your ideas. Right. I mean, because ultimately, I mean, like I said before, looking at Joe and mine's relationship and it was like the weirdest thing, you know, we weren't saved when we were dating and it was really terrible, but I always like, now I know that it was the Holy spirit. And I always knew that like Joe and I were going to be married. And I thought, man, my life's going to (laughs) suck. Like this, if this is our really, not that you suck. I mean, you did suck. (laughs) I did. I did. But I did too. And I just thought, if I go back into this relationship, my life's going to suck. And my parents' marriage didn't suck. Like, they had a good marriage, you know? And yep. and it, it was just this thing. And if I would have stayed in that mindset, you know, obviously I wasn't saved. So if I would have gotten saved and if I would have walked this thing out myself and thinking in my own head, like, this is what it's going to look like, I would have I would have settled for something so much less than God had for me. And even if it's good things, even if our if our relationship was awesome and, and like you said, we're trying to do these things that the Lord has called us to do in our own um in our own ways or our own abilities and we don't allow him to become a part of the relationship, like we are doing ourselves like God is gonna be God no matter what. He's gonna get his will right. done and he's gonna move things in this earth and do things. He's going to do it with or without us. We're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't invite him into our marriage and allowing the quote unquote like good things to become great. You know, we are the ones that are missing out. I just think, man, don't miss out on what God has because I th- I'm so grateful for my life. And I think, you know, I look at my kids and I told Jill the other day, I was like, did you ever think we were going to be where we are? You know what I mean? Like I thought, Oh yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I, if I would have got a glimpse of my future, I would have been like, what the heck are we doing? You know? And Seriously. how did yeah. we get there? So just having like a grateful attitude, but just allowing God to just be a part of the journey. Yeah. Well, I think even, oh, yeah. you know, biblically, when you look at the old Testament, it's God constantly trying to have a relationship with the people of Israel, you know, like the Hebrew people, his chosen people. And constantly what's happening is they're trying to do it their own way. Right. You know, you look right. at the, the book of Judges, it ends, you know, with, and everyone did what was right in their own eyes, you know, like, yep. and they kept failing and failing and failing and failing. And finally, God is like, okay, Jesus, now's your time, you know, because it's all about that relationship. It's about that grace. It's about that trust. It's about that love. It's about that, that truth that Jesus brings. And I think that's why he's such a great model of, again, a groom and the bridegroom, you know, of, of what the church is supposed to look like and what he looks like and what our marriages are supposed to look like. That's so 
true. And, you know, it's so funny because me and Beth literally had that same conversation and then just like, we just cracked up laughing like, God, you must, you just have the best sense of humor because, <laughs> you know, the fact that we are talking to anyone about marriage is, is just, oh, yeah. it's, it's, That's you know, it. it's a miracle. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Miracle. Yeah. I think, I don't even know, like if, if anybody, have you talked to anybody that, uh, we went to high school with. They're probably like these two idiots. What, what are they talking <laughs> right, about? Wait, those two have a podcast. Yeah. What are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, but it is. It, it really. That's why we said, you know, just so much of our story is just a testimony to God's faithfulness because He never lets go. Like, you know, there's there were times where I would just say, okay, God, I've just given up. Like, not um, on the marriage, but you know, but like in certain things, like, okay. I've been trying to change this and fix this. I'm done. I'm just done. And I'm sad to say that it took me, you know, to come to that point because then it was finally where I let go of it and just let God finally have it. And when I did that, well, then now he could actually do something with it because I took my hands off of it and, that, and it was his again, you know. And I think God, he created marriage in the very beginning, you know, in Genesis 1 and 2 with Adam and Eve. He created marriage in its perfect condition, and it was the man and woman, my favorite verse, naked and not ashamed. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Right? And then God right there with them where they could be known and they could know. And that's exactly what he calls us to say. So any places where we are hiding from our spouse or we feel like we can't fully be us, it's not because our spouse is wrong or that we need a different spouse. It's because we are not free in yeah. the Lord and we're supposed to experience that with our spouse and so that's the beauty that God gives us you know even just going off of that because again you said that you do freedom ministry in your church what would you give a tip for any man out there, any woman out there that is hiding something from their spouse that maybe they're they're scared to bring up because they've struggled with porn before and they've brought up to their spouse and they're like, I've, I've, I've overcome it, but now they've slipped back into it and they're scared. Or maybe they have a gambling addiction or maybe they, they have, you know, just something, some hidden thing that they're, they think is going to be okay if they hide it because they're going to take care of it themselves and they haven't received true freedom because we always know sin gets found, you know? Right, right, yep. I think the biggest thing, you know, the Lord's really been doing this to me over the last couple of years, and I think that's why our marriage has really just exponentially just become so much, we so much more closer and intimate, is because I started just being brutally honest with myself and then with the Lord, and not trying to hide things from Him or me. And you, and if you're not doing that, especially as men, you know, because we want to. We, we, we know how to, you know, keep up the appearances and we go to work and we got to perform. But we're good at performing. We're good at getting through and getting by, you know. And I just had to come to a place where I just had to be honest. I mean, Joe, I'll tell you, I was being so honest with the Lord. I would acknowledge the times where I was like, God, I know that right now um, you want to spend time with me and I should want to spend time with you, but I don't. Yeah. I want blah, blah, blah. And I would just, I would just be that kind of honest yeah. God, I know that right now I should really feel this or I should do this and I'm just not there right now and I would just be that kind of honest with the Lord but it's not that I would just be that honest and stay there then I say but God help me yeah help me 
why why is it that I'm like that? What is in me? And that's really an even better question than why. If you ask God a what question, God, what is it that's in me that causes me to to be like this right now? He's going to answer that question for you. And it's going to be a process of leading you through some things so that you can get free of some of those things that have bound you up or it was the wrong way of thinking or a wound, whatever it may be. And so over the course of those years, I would just say, First, be really honest with yourself. And then in the appropriate time, God will lead you, and he will tell you when you need to share something with your spouse. And that's where me and Beth, you know, when I came to her on the 4th of July, that was a stronghold. It's really what it was of my life that had been holding me in bondage for over 30 years. And when he broke that in me, and I had to really continue to walk that out, and I came to her, that was when the Lord told me to share this. There's some things that he's done to me that I haven't shared because he hasn't told me to. But when he tells me to share those things when I know I'm supposed to, man, that type of vulnerability and transparency with your spouse will then encourage her to then trust you and trust the Lord even more. And then you guys build trust together. Yeah. And also, and as a spouse, we have to make sure that we're creating a safe place for our spouse to be able to share. Yes. Uh, without, you know, fear of lashing out or rejection or shaming or you know any of those things and so and it either spouse like we have to create safe places where our spouse feels like they can come and be completely honest and vulnerable with us because trust is it's trusting both of us to build that was part one of a two-part interview with Quan and Beth Porter. So we'll make sure that part two is out next Monday for you guys to be able to listen to and continue to invest in your marriage. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, make sure that you guys are following us because we're constantly putting tips out there and inspirational quotes to help you with your relationship. And then also, if you do us a favor, share this on whatever platform you're on the most. So if you're on Instagram, if you're on Facebook, whatever it is, take a screenshot of this podcast, share it, or you can even just share this with somebody, just text it to them. Hey, I think this is going to impact your life. Share it with someone because we want to make sure that everybody is having a strong marriage because that's our goal. Our goal is to help build stronger marriages, to create stronger families, to form stronger communities. We'll see you guys next week right here with part two of our interview with Quan and Beth Porter.